We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Hi, please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. You can also follow us on the Whole House Podcast email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. Last week, I started a couple new segments on the podcast, and I'm going to start today with a personal update. So if you want to know what I've been up to during this crazy time in our history, one of the things I did yesterday actually was pull out a typewriter and type some letters to some relatives. So just looking for some simplicity in my life. And also, I've been working on a couple new fiction books. One's in the revision process. It's called Defining Life. It's a third in the Adelina's Adventure series, which begins with Defining Home. And then another new mystery series I started writing is The UPS Man is Dead. And that is also in the revision process. So maybe you're doing something like that similar where you're taking this time during the quarantine that's starting to lift a little bit in some parts of the country to just really hone in on something you really wanted to do. Or maybe you just have so many little kids at home that you're just trying to make it. And I understand. I have seven children, so I went through years and years of that. But whatever is going on in your life, I hope that you're taking some time that you can do something that you enjoy yourself because this is a very difficult time. And the thing is, the stress weighs on all of us, whether we verbalize it or not. And it really, really weighs in on our children because they don't know what they're feeling. Now, I don't want to get into the topic before I share one more thing. I'm doing a new little section on the podcast every week now, just called The Community, to thank you parents for listening, and I do get feedback, so I wanted to start sharing some of it here on the podcast. I had a wonderful, lovely, lengthy email from Bethany, and she thanked me for the podcast series on journaling, and she just thanked me for the podcast in general. It was such a wonderful email. It's so it's so encouraging to me when I hear feedback. So if you have some feedback, you can email me at positiveadoption at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Kathleen Guire and just message me. Okay, so on to the topic. I've been doing a series on mistaken goals and kids from hard places. And also, just remember, all of these mistaken goals any child can have and any adult can have. I've fallen into these mistaken goals myself. So let's review for a minute. What are these mistaken goals? I'll go over all four of them, and we're only on number two. So if you missed the first one, you can go back and listen to that. I even did an intro one. So mistaken beliefs and goals. When parenting a hurt child, we must consider the child's mistaken goals and direct the child to new goals. So these four goals or beliefs that I'm sharing 
are adapted from Dreiker's Mistaken Goals as covered in Children, the Challenge. It's a very old book, but it's got a lot of wisdom in it. So the first mistaken goal is constant attention, and I covered that last week. The second mistaken goal is total control. We'll talk about that today. And then number three is retaliation and revenge. And then number four is giving up. So let's go back and talk about total control. If you're an adoptive or foster parent, I'm sure you've experienced this one. In fact, I hear this from a lot of foster and adoptive parents. This child just wants to control everything. So if you are if you are that parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it can be exhausting. It can be so bewildering, especially when you're trying to do something fun for the child and they take over the situation or try to and control everyone around them. Now, I had one child who was very adept at this. It was like we would be going for a picnic. Everybody would have their little list of things to do to get their shoes, to pack their backpack and The older ones would be packing the water in the cooler. And this particular child would go to everyone and maybe punch one of them, hit one of them, use hurtful words to another one. And before we could even get to the garage to get in the car, everybody was miserable. Everybody was upset. And for a while, I was just kind of scratching my head. What in the world is going on here And why is he trying to control everything? And I was confused because in my mind, and maybe in your mind as well, I thought, you know, negative stress, negative things happening, like say a child falls and they need stitches and you have to go to the hospital, that's negative stress for the child. But I couldn't understand for the life of me why positive stress birthday parties, picnics, outings, going to see relatives, relatives coming to see you, and having a fun time was having exactly the same result that that child would want to manipulate and control every single part of the environment. And once he did, it was weird. He would just kind of get this satisfied smile on his face. And I'm just like, what, what? What is going on here? So I'm going to read this little portion on total control from How to Have Peace When Your Kids Are in Chaos. When a child has no control, has had no control over his life and no guarantee that he will be cared for, he will try to exercise control in any way he can. So think about that. If your child was like my children were in an orphanage, or maybe your child was in an abusive home and then came to you through foster care or a neglectful home or some other scenario of that situation where they had no control. And like I was talking about last week, you know, the beliefs and the expectations. If their belief and their expectation was sometimes I'll be fed, sometimes I won't. Sometimes someone will tuck me in, sometimes they won't. We have to remember how strongly that affects any human being. So if 
if that child has had no control, or another word for that is choices, if that child has never had any choices, has never had any say in the matter, then he is going to try to get control. He's going to try to get choices, even if he goes about it in the wrong way. Even as an adult, I often fall into the trap of trying to control my circumstances. So it's not surprising that kiddos from hard places do the same. So now I'm sure this is your question because was, this was my question. What can you do to realign that goal? You know, the thing is, we can't say, you know what, you're bad or you're wrong or you shouldn't be having this reaction or, you know, I'm not saying don't correct the behavior. Obviously, if you have a child who's going around hitting and punching and biting people because he wants to be in control, you need to address that. But we have to realign that goal or we will keep riding or walking or striving around the same mountain over and over and over again until that trail is so reinforced just like the neural pathway in their brain that that's the way they will continue to react and that's the way that we will continue to react to them. Okay, so how do you realign this? The simplest way is to start giving choices. Make sure your kiddos feel as if they have a say. Start small. It can be something as simple as do you want waffles or pancakes? By the way, the batter is almost exactly the same. So that's not that difficult of a choice for a parent. Do you want waffles or pancakes? Would you like to wear this or that? Would you like to hike or bike when we get to the trail? These sorts of decisions not only make your child feel more in control, but also they teach kids how to navigate the world. That is so important. And I have run into parents who are like, no, I don't want to give my child choices. I'm in charge. They listen to me. That kind of authoritarian parenting, which I've been stuck in myself. I'm just going to be honest. I get stuck in that. It's easy to get stuck in that. But the problem with that kind of parenting, you're not preparing your child for life. You're not preparing them for adulthood. And everything that we're doing for these kiddos should be preparing them for the next step. And I often say, you know, what would this matter 10 years from now? And that's the thing. If your child is learning how to make choices now, and it could be a, a choice as simple as, are you going to wear the red shoes or are you going to wear your boots? That is teaching his brain to think in the upstairs. You know, we talk about the upstairs and the downstairs brain. On the website, that's a very popular article that gets hits every single day. So we want our children to go up into the upstairs brain and start thinking logically. And that helps them in adulthood when they get into a decision-making mode. And when they have to make decisions when they're in college or when they're on their first job or when they're deciding whether they can get, they want to marry this person or break up. You know, those huge life decisions are going to come and this giving them choices now as children is going to help prepare them. And yes, it can be sometimes annoying because we have to change our 
life just a little tiny bit, or we have to change our expectations. Like when the girl, the little girl says, I want to wear my red tennis shoes with my dressy dress, let it go. It, what will it matter in 10 years from now? Okay. So the older the kids get, the more choices they're going to have to make, right? In junior high and high school, and the more choices they make as children, the better prepared they will be to make big, serious decisions in the future. So remember, we're trying to realign these goals. We're trying to get them out of total control by sharing the power with them. We're sharing that power with them so that they feel more secure and they feel safe. I'm not telling you to let your kids make the big, huge decisions for their life when they're four or five years old, but you begin to practice that muscle of decision-making and it will get stronger and stronger. And here's another thing I, I have parents say to me, well, you know, what if they make the wrong decision? You know what I say? Good. Let them make the wrong decision while they're in your home under your protection and your covering so that you can help them get back up, dust them off, and send them on their way and help them to learn from that. And the truth is they're going to begin to learn from those decisions on their own, especially if they're wrong decisions. Well, when I say wrong decisions, maybe wrong to you. For example, if you're going out for the day and it's kind of windy and chilly and there's a nip in the air and you tell your 10-year-old, you might want to grab your windbreaker. No, no, I'm, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I don't want it. I don't want to wear it. And you just say, okay. He's not going to catch pneumonia. It's 55 degrees outside. It's a little nippy. Let him go. And then when you get to whatever activity you are in or whatever errands you're running and they're cold, one thing that you should not do is rub it in their face. I know it's very tempting. I've done that before. It's more important to let them just experience the consequences. Let them think about it. Let them think, you know what? I'm cold. And they might say it all day long. I'm cold. I've had kids do that. I'm cold. I'm cold. I'm cold. And when they do that, lead them upstairs in their brain. You know, you are cold. Uh, you know, wonder why you're cold instead of playing the blame game. So what you're doing with these choices is you're realigning that goal of total control. Here you go. You have some control. Practice using it because someday you're going to be an adult and you're going to have to use it all the time. Okay, so I'm going to wrap up for now and thank you for joining me. And like I said, if you would like to give me some feedback, some encouragement, tell me you're out there, tell me you're listening, you can email me at positiveadoption at gmail.com or find me on Facebook at Kathleen Guire or Instagram at Kathleen Guire, and I will see you next week. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.